Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of The Energy Within. I hope you're having a great Sunday. I'm your host, Casey of Soul Sparkle Healing, and today we're going to continue our chakra series and talk about the third eye. Um, the third eye is a really interesting and um, exciting kind of um, energetic center, and there's a lot to talk about with this one. Um, we've got lots of information here today, as well as there are quite a few um, act, like activation practices that you can do. So we're going to kind of go over some of those as well and kind of get into why the third eye has so much more information out there. Um, it's a little, it's a little different, um, than the rest of the chakras and we'll kind of explain why that is. So let's get into it. The third eye is located in the center of your forehead. The element for this chakra is light. The color is indigo or deep blue. And the body parts associated with this chakra are your eyes, your brain, your pituitary gland, your ears, and your pineal gland. And a lot of people talk about the pineal gland and the third eye kind of um, interchangeably. So I'm going to touch really quick on what the pineal gland really is. Um, I'm not going to get like too scientific, but um, there are some, there's all kinds of scientific data. This is one of those chakras where there is this thing inside the chakra center that is like scientifically proven, it's scientifically studied, and there's a lot of information out there. Not a whole lot of answers for what it does, but um, the the significance of this organ, I guess, in your um, in the middle of your brain is. Also, it's relevant to your third eye, so we kind of talk about them sometimes interchangeably. The pineal gland is a small rice-sized pine cone-shaped organ that regulates your daily and seasonal circadian rhythms, the sleep-wake patterns that, that determine your hormone levels, your stress levels, and your physical performance. How you think and how you feel every day can depend on that pineal gland. Um, it is at the geometric center of our brain and intimately linked to our body's perception of light. So it is, there's a lot of, um, in different studies, in, um, in different cultures, the pine cone is really significant um, which I find really interesting. You know, we all have different belief systems, different cultures have different belief system, but this, this pine cone keeps coming up with significance in each one. So that's pretty interesting. Um, in the 17th century, a philosopher, Rene Descartes, um, was dedicating a lot of time to the study of the pineal gland, and he actually called it the principal seat of the soul. He said it was the link between the physical and spiritual world. And this is why 
the third eye chakra is so interesting. Um, more than just more than your other energy centers, there's a little bit more meaning behind it, I think. Um, and I think that's why there are so many different like activations and practices that you can do to really open up your third eye. Your third eye, if it is the the link between the physical and spiritual world, the third eye is where you kind of read that intuition um, and read that message, read that connection and kind of like start to place it in your own practice and your own soul, you know? Um, so that's why that is so important. There's all kinds of information out there about, you know, when your pineal gland is closed, it looks like a closed pine cone. When it's um, open, it breaks open like an open pine cone. And I'm hoping you're all visualizing with me, um, you know, like a pine cone that's all closed up. And then there are other ones that are open and each one of those little like tabs have space in between them and they kind of like branch out. So um, think of that. <laughs> but we are going to um, get into this third eye chakra. Um, the third eye chakra, this is your center and your source of intuition, of clarity, of vision, and inner wisdom. It connects you to your sense of insight and clarity for your own life and belief system. It's your ability to connect energetically to your intuition. Having a balanced third eye will help you be more imaginative, have clear thoughts and visions. It can help you have more vivid dreams and get more intuitive or guiding messages in those dreams. Sometimes helping you wake up your, um, your clair senses. And I don't remember if we have covered this, but your clairs, um, just real quick, kind of a side note. So your clairs are your different senses, I guess, <laughs> different ways that you sense and feel, um, messages and, you know, your third eye is the place where you really kind of process all of those messages that are being sent to you, messages that you are supposed to be receiving. Um, and everybody kind of has like a, one of the clairs that are a little bit more strong. Um, a lot of people can touch on a couple, couple of different clairs, but I'm just going to go through these real quick. Um, clairsentience is seeing and feeling something. So you experience, um, like you have a sense and a feeling, whether it's an, an emotion or an actual physical sensation, like you feel things. That's clairsentience. Um, that's, I do that. <laughs> uh, clair empathy is clear emotion. So empathy is a person or an empath is a person who can physically experience the emotional state of another person, place, or even an animal. So if you feel um, you suddenly have emotions that don't feel like they're yours because you, um, they kind of come out of nowhere, that can be clairempathy. Um, clairvoyance is vision. So 
this is when you like receive images of people, places, events, um, when it comes into your mind's eye, almost as if like you're daydreaming and you have this flash or vision of another setting. And um, a lot of those times, those visions can be really detailed. Um, Sometimes that vision is being sent to you for a message. So if you ever have like flashes of um, things, (laughs) you know, you walk into a, a, a building, for example, that you don't know anything about and then you have this like flash of people walking around there maybe in different period clothing um and doing something in that space you know your vision can tell you possibly maybe you're reading the energy of that building and you're seeing this is what used to be here so um that's clair clairvoyance claircognizance is clear knowing Um, That's a sense of just knowing certain information without any prior knowledge of the situation. Um, No words are really heard. No images are really received. But pertinent information is just there instantaneously. Um, So if you've ever entered a situation or a setting where suddenly you just like in your gut you know something um that is clear cognizance there's one a clear taste clear gustance um i I can't say that i've ever met anybody (laughs) who can taste things but um being aware of foreign tastes you experience without having anything physically near your mouth there's that um clear scent Uh, That is smell. So if this is the ability to smell, sensitive people um, can detect a familiar odor of a person or a surrounding who's in spirit. And um, the last one is clairtangency, um, but it's also called psychometry. It's clear touch. So you have the ability to handle an object or touch something and perceive its past or its energy um, when you touch it. So those are some of the clairs. And the reason why I go over those is because um, those are all different avenues and different highways that we can get messages coming in. So if you've never really tuned into your intuition, keep in mind all of those options because we have the ability to read energy and read situations and read messages um, a lot of different ways. And as you're getting in touch, if you're not um, if you haven't done any third eye work and you're really starting to just get into dabbling with your intuition, Your third eye is obviously where you're going to start with that. Keep in mind that those are all um, different avenues that you might get feeling or knowing or, um, you know, you might get a flash of a vision. But those are all the messages that you're supposed to be receiving at that time. So there are different avenues. Just be open and keep in mind. And everybody's different. Um, I have family members who are very visual. Um, You know, they see things. 
Um, I myself am more of like a, a knowing person or a feeling person. Um, I do have a tendency to hear things also. Um, but I don't get flashes of visions as much unless I'm doing specific energy work. So um, you kind of learn when you get more familiar with your third eye and how messages are coming in, you'll learn what your, um, <laughs> I guess what your language is, <laughs> where you're getting those messages in. Just keep in mind that they can come in many different ways. Having a balanced third eye will help you be more imaginative. It will help you have clearer thoughts. Um, so really, when we're talking about our third eye, um, we're talking about it's a lot of things, right? It's our brain, it's our ears, it's our um, our inner knowing, it's our intuition. So that's, I think, why this is, um, there are so many practices and ways to kind of flex this third eye and like have a, they call them third eye activations, um, so a lot of times these practices that we're going to go over in a little bit that kind of flex that third eye and help, um, put more energy into that energetic space, um, you'll find those, if you want to do more research and look for other ways, you'll find, um, third eye activation is the, the term that you're going to want to search. So what does imbalance look like? Um, we can be fearful, delusional, um, anxiety and tension. We can be ruled by rational thoughts and logic. So <laughs> it's good to be rational and logical sometimes. But when you don't have any other space, when it's just, well, this doesn't make sense. I can't find the logic in this. You know, when you're like getting stuck in that that loop of looking for the logic and the science behind all of it, that could be some imbalance because your open and balanced third eye is going to give you a little bit more. You're going to get an intuitive knowing and nudge <laughs> for for information, but um, you're you're also going to be a little bit more open to things that might not be logic and you know very black and white you know that third eye is your your place your space where you accept um things that are maybe a little more abstract so brain fog is also a big one if you have a blocked third eye you have too many thoughts going on you know so I, when I do energy readings and I can tell somebody's third eye is kind of, I can feel um, overactivity by, it almost feels to me like a ping pong ball bouncing around. Like your thoughts are just here and here and here and here and here and here. And there's, there's always something and this thought leads to that thought and that thought leads to that thought. And it's very fast paced and that can be really hard on your brain and hard on, um, you know, hard, hard on your body to be going at that pace mentally so much. Um, the other part about brain fog is sometimes you just can't focus on anything. Like there are thoughts floating around, but you can't like dive right into something and really get any attention focused so you can like clearly work on one thing. Like you just can't seem to get there. I think we've all had moments like that, you know, <laughs> but 
so because the third eye rules our spirituality, um, it's an important area that a lot of practices are specifically covering balancing and opening your third eye. So there's like a plethora of different ways that you can get in touch and, and dive in deeper to your third eye. But it's very important because when we're imbalanced and we're, you know, because of the the organs and, you know, like the physical body that is with the third eye, imbalance can sometimes show up as like um, vision issues, migraines, and I am, my I get migraines like not as much as I used to, but a lot. I do get a lot of headaches, um, earaches, fear, that anxiety, and sometimes even like paranoia. So balancing our third eye can, it when it's unbalanced, it can really make us miserable, right? Like it's, it's awful having a migraine all the time. It's awful, um, living in that state of paranoia and anxiety. And I know we've all kind of been in a moment or in a spot in life where things just haven't been really flowing really well. And I can think of times where that blocked third eye, now I know it was my third eye, um, really made me feel kind of paranoid. Like everything feels really suspicious, you know, and like it creates that that paranoia and you when living in that state of paranoia is like it's really taxing on your body so balance here is great it helps tremendously um so what can we do to balance our third eye chakra how can we pour energy back into it um let's talk first essential oils Rosemary, frankincense, vetiver, patchouli. Those are all really great oils. If you want to do aromatherapy, put a roller on, put it in your um, room diffuser, um, and maybe do a little meditation. That would be fantastic. Uh, crystals that you can get in touch with your third eye and connect with that are amethyst, moldavite, fluoride, uh, black obsidian and lapis lazuli. Lapis lazuli is one of my favorites. Um, foods that we can eat to really feed our third eye are blueberries, blackberries, eggplants, chocolate, purple potatoes. What is the purple potato? Um, is it ube? Yeah. Um, that would be really great. And also to kind of like touch on foods a little bit, you know, we talked a little bit about the the scientific research about the pineal gland. When your pineal gland is closed, sometimes they call that calcif- calcification of your pineal gland. Um, this is a whole topic you can research <laughs> and, and dive way down a deep, deep rabbit hole. But I will say that there's a lot of studies out there that say that the more um, clean foods that you eat, you know, organic fruits and vegetables, um, less additives, less chemicals, um, that will help make sure that that pineal gland doesn't get stay calcified. It helps keep it open. So keep that in mind when you're trying to focus on your third eye. Just try to eat a little bit more cleanly and 
you know, give it the best chance to stay open, open pinecone. <laughs> um, so because this is the place of the center for your intuition and how you process messages or thoughts, um, this is an area of energetic focus. When your personal goal is to really connect with spirit and find you find yourself struggling with connection, this is the place to go. Um, and that's why, again, that's why there's so many practices about, you know, opening up that third eye. Um, what else? The affirmation here is I see. So obviously, you know, your third eye is seeing. <laughs> so some other, just another one that I kind of missed, I'm sorry. Um, some other different um, different ways that you might find blockage is if you're having a lot of nightmares or um, like dizziness for no reason, I shouldn't say no reason. Obviously, if you're dizzy and you're alarmed by it, go see a doctor. But, you know, if you have moments where you're kind of dizzy and you're like, you feel like your head's kind of swirling a little bit, that might be some third eye stuff that it, that that's a message saying, hey, you know, this is blocked. Let's, let's work on this. So all of that said, there are, like I said, there are so many different um, little practices to know when your third eye is open and to help work on that third eye opening. You know, when your third eye is open, you can experience um, really deep spirituality. Um, you really have a distinctive vision and you can really imagine and kind of almost fantasize um, and be creative really effortlessly. You have access to your higher intuition. Obviously, when that energy is flowing well, those Claire's are speaking to you and you're recognizing the the messages. Um, it's your really strong connection to your soul. And you can feel really connected to un universal energy. So let's talk about some ways to open that third eye. We, like I said, affirmations are really good and they're, they're all like I see. So I am in touch with my inner guidance. I listen to my deepest wisdom. I seek to understand and to learn from my life experiences. I'm wise. I am intuitive and connected with my inner guide. I nurture my spirit. I listen to the wisdom of elders. I trust my intuition. I forgive the past and learn what was there for me to learn, which is a really important one. I forgive myself. I love and accept myself. I know that all is well in my world. I am connected with the wisdom of the universe. I am open to inspiration and bliss. My life moves effortlessly. I am at peace. I am the source of my truth and my love. 
So you can see there in that list, the, you know, like the driving factors in your third eye are trusting your intuition, reading that intuition, and also trusting the universe and the messages that come in. Like, you know, it doesn't, if you were to tell me, you know, 20 years ago, that the reason why my ears ring, <coughs> excuse me, um, are because I'm about to be kind of influenced by energy around me. I wouldn't have understood that. Now I know that when my ears start to ring, that is, there is either an energy around me or I'm about to get some sort of message that's really important and some energy, whether it's my guidance, whether it's um, angels, whether it's, um, you know, an ancestor, somebody, somebody, some energy is going to give me the ability to read this message, like get ready, you know, like that's what my, the ringing in my ear is. But I wouldn't have necessarily understood all that or trusted that. Like, how how do you know? But my third eye is open. I am aware that there is much more than just logic. And there is a connection to energies that we don't necessarily, like, visually see in our, our 3D world. You know, we it's bigger than that. But... You have to kind of, when your third eye opens, you begin to trust that flow. Like, oh, maybe there's another way. Maybe there's something bigger. Maybe there's a bigger message for me right now. Um, So you'll start to really not only trust yourself, but trust that just because it might not be logical to to say, well, my ears are ringing right now. I'm about to get a download. Um it doesn't mean that that information that next that next moment when you have this rush or this flood of a an idea and you're like, "Well, where did that come from?" You know, it's not just a random thought. Put some it, it puts some weight behind that like, "Oh, that's my guidance or that's source, you know, whoever whatever source energy you visualize and connect with." Like it's that source energy giving you some some influence and some idea and a little guidance. Um, when your third eye opens, your dreams are more vivid. Um, sometimes it can kind of have a weird effect on your sleep. Um, when your third eye opens also, sometimes you can get headaches and um, weird feelings of heaviness. It's just in the beginning. It will kind of like even out. So if you're doing third eye work and really working on some of these activation practices and you start to get some headaches and kind of weird, heavy feeling in your head, um, just work on grounding and it will it will pass. Um, it's just that there's a lot of things going on within that third eye center. So when you're when you're not used to flexing that muscle so to speak, like it can be a little overwhelming at times. Um sometimes you will see things in a completely different way, like literally um see colors differently. Um I can tell you that when my third eye activation really happened, I see um 
I see like uh, light balls <laughs> a lot, which I know sounds crazy, but um, I know that that's that's energy moving around. Um, so you just kind of have to roll with it. <laughs> um, reality doesn't feel quite so rigid anymore. And sometimes um, your relationship with yourself can change. Your relationship with other people can change. But not. it doesn't mean, when I say change, it doesn't necessarily mean like, oh, that goes out the window. It just means that, um, you know, you have a different, it kind of gives you a different outlook. When you have that much more trust within yourself and you let your intuition really lead you, um, sometimes that can just kind of, change and and make the flow of energy in a relationship just a little bit different so not a bad thing just something to keep kind of be aware of I guess um so there are some you know third eye is a lot of visualization this is where the source of visualization happens so some of the practices that we can do to really work with our third eye um, involve visualizing things. So this is a technique to open your third eye using visualization. So you put an object in front of you in the center of your line of vision. Um, for instance, put a, put a bottle on the table in front of you. Focus on that object and let your vision get blurry until you see two of the same object. And I think we've all done that before. You know, you sit something in front of you and you kind of zone out a little bit and all of a sudden the image is two. Stay focused on the two objects without trying to correct your vision. As long as you can, the goal here is at least two minutes. After you've done that for two minutes, close your eyes and let your mind explore the image that comes up. And then it says repeat this three times. So you open your eyes back up and then you look back at that item, that bottle that's in front of you. Then you do the same thing. You kind of zone out a little bit. I, not zone out, um, like lighten your gaze, kind of um, almost see through it. And that focus gets a little bit blurry and then you see two. Stay focused on the two as long as you can. Close your eyes and let your mind see that bottle again. This is a practice to strengthen your visualization and strengthen um, your ability to hold a vision in that third eye. Another way that you can connect with your third eye is to do some uh, journal journal prompts. Reflect on the word imagination. Ask yourself this question. Was imagination encouraged or discouraged growing up? Do I use my imagination less or more than I did when I was a child? Do I still use my imagination in my daily life? In what way? How can I embrace using my imagination more? 
Another journal prompt is what are some past experiences in which following my intuition led me to making the right choice? Have I ever not followed my intuition and wished that I had? What can I learn from these experiences? That's driving home the trust in your intuition and really um, trusting that you can get a random feeling, but that feeling can be your message. It's like tying those two together to really just say, yeah, just because I had a feeling that I shouldn't go do this, um, you know, a lot of people just blow that off. But if you're really connected to your intuition, you're going to be like, oh, I, I feel like I shouldn't. So I'm not going to. And this journal prompt kind of helps you think back to moments where were there times where you got that feeling, that that gut message, maybe even a vision of why you shouldn't go do something, but you did it anyway and you regretted it. And this kind of helps you link back to I can and I should listen to my intuition. What does it mean to surrender? Am I able to surrender and trust my path or do I feel the need to control certain areas of my life? How can I practice surrendering more? Do I feel safe in surrendering? And remember not to judge yourself in this. This Whatever your answer is, that's okay. Um, but just this practice is there to let you know what's what's holding you back. Because, you know, when you are really connected to your third eye and your vision and your path and, and the spiritual connection that you have with the universe or whatever that source is, um, you know, you do have to kind of surrender and allow for flow. You might not always know what that message is but do you surrender to that because you know that your universe has the universe has your highest and best good in mind and that message might or that that reason might not be really obvious to you at this moment but it will be soon like can you trust that that's what surrender is for um some other activities that you can do to balance your third eye um, meditation is huge and specifically visualizations. Um, if, if you're not really great at that, and like I said a million times starting out in the beginning, I did guided meditations that I would find on YouTube because my visualization muscle <laughs> wasn't that great. Um, I used to work really hard. Like literally, I remember one time I was working on a visualization exercise, kind of like the one that we went through where you put the object in front of you. And I just studied every single bit of a pen that was in my hand. The brand name that was imprinted on it, um, you know, the clicker, uh, <laughs> you know, like the little um, clicky end to it so that the, the writing part would come out. Um, you know, what color was the ink at the tip of the pen? And then I would close my eyes and try to visualize that too. So um, anything that is tying your visualization, um, when you're meditating and you're doing one of those guided meditations, they, you know, this is typically, no matter what chakra you're really doing, they're sending you on a visual journey and you're supposed to be painting that picture in your mind. 
So that is a really good way to continually practice flexing that third eye muscle. Create a vision board. So the reason for this is because your third eye is your connection to your spirituality, your intuition. It's also, um, it's where your vision becomes part of you and your, your energy. So if you're considering, you know, trying to manifest things and create this, um, different upgraded life, different upgraded business, whatever the, whatever your vision board is focused on, um, the board is that physical, um, kind of tangible thing that we create that takes that vision and that feeling from our third eye and puts it into a picture, really like connecting your thoughts and the vibration that's in that third eye, the things that you really want, the feelings, the um, the the guidance and the intuitive, like, I'm going to get here. This is where I think I'm going to get. And then you can imagine the details through a vision board. And I did a, a podcast last week on doing vision boards and I'm actually going to do a workshop um, at the end of the year to do workshop or to do uh, vision boards so we can get ready for 2024 and create that connection between our third eye, our thoughts, the things that we want and putting that together onto a, a tangible board, whether it's digital or whatever, um, to put that out to the universe and create that energy connection between a picture, between our third eye, between our intuition, our energy, all of that stuff. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Um, Keeping a dream journal. So if you are a person who has pretty vivid dreams or wakes up and can um, remember details, then this is a really great thing to do. Writing down the messages and and the things that have happened in your dreams can sometimes lead you to tremendous aha moments. You know, some you might have an interaction in a dream where somebody walks up to you and talks to you about something and you wake up and you're like, "Oh my gosh. That's that's kind of been weighing on my mind and I've been trying to figure out what I need to do about this situation and that's the answer." You know, you get a lot of your mind can go crazy in, in dreams and sometimes it doesn't mean anything. You know, you could be a riding a purple unicorn <laughs> through the sky and it, that might not mean something. But um, sometimes there are tangible and very important messages that we kind of miss. So writing down your dreams and the, the details of your dreams can help you kind of analyze that once you're awake and figure out if there was a, a bigger message there. And it also helps you, the more you do that, the more you are flexing this really cool muscle that allows you to remember your dreams better. I am not a great dream rememberer. I am, I really struggle sometimes with um, remembering my dreams, but creating a journal so I can write things down when I wake up and I remember them. Even if you wake up in the middle of the night, and it was 
a startling dream or a um, really intense dream, like write it down. Because if you think you're going to remember, you most of the time you don't. If you go back to sleep and then you wake up again, you're like, oh yeah, I woke up and that dream was so intense. What, what was it? Writing it down can help. And I know it seems kind of silly, but you know, take the time to do that. Even if you have to like sneak off into another room real quick and just like real quick, write down what, what you notice, what you, the, the feeling that you felt in that dream, the things or the people that you saw, um, write all that stuff down so you can reflect on it later. It's really, really important. Our brain, even on autopilot in dreams is telling us so many things and it's interpreting so much energy, even though we're asleep. Um, following what you feel called to do. So that's, again, just flexing that muscle when you're trying to learn how to trust your intuition. Visualizing a positive outcome and a positive future. So that goes back to that vision board and why it's important to create vision boards. Setting intentions. That's also really helpful. Again, um, you know, your third eye is that place that kind of communicates the energy out into the universe. So with you setting intentions, you're flexing that muscle and putting out that energy. Exploring mindful practices. Star and moon gazing is really great for your third eye. Yoga, in general, is really great for your third eye. Um, wearing indigo. Candle gazing. Um, I don't, that's one that I don't do all that often. Um, but I, you know, in doing research for this pod, I saw scrying a lot as different, um, different activities that you can do to practice using your third eye and kind of, <coughs> excuse me, awaken your uh, gifts within your third eye. Um, like I said, I don't do that a whole lot, but that is something if, if you're kind of compelled to do so, look more into that. It does, it is, (laughs) I saw it enough. It's very clearly closely connected to your inner vision. So go ahead and give that a try. Um, so another list of ways that you can awaken your third eye Um, grounding yourself through mindfulness. And again, a major symptom of dysfunction in the third eye is overthinking. So your third eye, you know, sometimes your your energetic centers kind of connect to another one. Uh, Your third eye is very much connected to your, your root chakra because grounding keeps you focused on that, um, that ability to intuitively read messages and see those um see those visions hear those messages um without overthinking grounding helps you kind of center yourself and take the busyness that ping pong ball energy out of your brain if you can do that this this list also says you eat whole foods vegetables and fruits like i said before that actually helps um decalcify that pineal gland, uh, practicing meditations, using crystals. This one says labradite, which is awesome because I, labradite's one of my favorites. 
Um, so yeah, the third eye is really, when you're talking about your spiritual journey, this is really the place where you are connecting those thoughts and those, those, um, those own like intuitive messages. Like what is my path? What is my beliefs? Um, what are, what are the ways that I incorporate those beliefs, those feelings, those, that bigger picture that I'm starting to understand what, how do I connect that to my, my body, my soul? Like, how do I take it from up here in the ether and bring it into my body too? And reading that intuition and the, the intuitive messages that you get are super important. It helps so much. Um, after I had my third eye awakening, um, I actually had kind of a an interesting experience where I was doing a meditation after my um, Reiki attunement. So like when I was training to be a Reiki master and um, during that time, I was focusing on each chakra for a week. <coughs> Excuse me. My allergies are kicking my butt right now this year, so bear with me. But so I was learning how to connect to each chakra and like really focusing on each one. So for an entire week, I would do a chakra meditation every night on um, each individual chakra for a week. During, at, during the middle of the third eye week that I was doing, I had like this like fireworks flash of light happen (coughs) and after that it was just open and like I could I could see I could I I say I could see I don't like I, I always could see but I mean like I saw things differently I read my intuitive guidance differently I really heard it better so um yeah, that's how it happened for me. Like I was really focusing on all of that and it just, it happened. And I can like now fast forward gears and all of this energy work that I've done since then. Um, when I'm about to have like a really big download or like a really big thought (laughs) that's coming, um, it happens to me most of the time when I'm driving, like I've said before, like my nine to five, I, I drive a lot. So I'm in my car quite a bit by myself. Um, and that's my time where I kind of let my mind wander and I think about things and I think about, you know, what pa- podcast should I talk about next? Or, you know, how should I do this or that or whatever? Um, my eyebrows, like the space in my forehead, right in between my eyebrows will get super tight. It almost feels like, you know, how if you've ever had like your muscle twitch, that's kind of what it feels like in the middle of my forehead. Um, like it's going to twitch and I don't think it's like physically twitching, but it just, it's that tightness. <laughs> um, and I always know when I feel that it's time to pay attention and figure out like, okay, what's happening now? The, either the next feeling I get or the next idea I get, um, that it's going to be really important. Um, I also try to make sure that I stay aware of my surroundings at that moment too. Because what if, um, you know, what if 
I get that weird feeling in my forehead and I'm, my message is actually, you know, an animal comes out. Um, maybe there's an owl and I'm supposed to see the owl. So I try to, whenever my third eye gets all tight, <laughs> that's how it kind of speaks to me. And I become very aware of everything going on for the next few moments, you know, like in whatever happens, whatever comes in, I know that that was a really important message. And I trust that I flexed that muscle and kept that third eye flowing and open. So it's really important. Um, It really, like I said before, I've struggled with headaches and migraines for years and helping I still get headaches and I still get migraines every once in a while, but focusing on my third eye has really made, alleviated a lot of that. Um, so I, I'm really grateful for that too. There's a lot of benefits. Um, you, the, con- this is the source of that connection to your, your higher self and your, your highest, like that inner knowing. So when you're on a spiritual journey and you're really trying to connect to that higher self version of you, this is where a lot of that magic happens. So um, if you have any questions about the third eye, um, any, if you, if you want to, you know, bounce ideas off of me about like, I found this um, third eye activation practice. What do you think? feel free to reach out to me. Um, You can do a lot of research on those third eye activations. Like I said, there's so many different options out there because it's such, it's such an interesting topic that people are always kind of trying to get in and get closer to their highest self. So there's like endless possibilities for information out there. Feel free to, to, to dive into that and reach in and, you know, Put, put your feelers out into the internet or um, with other spiritual guides and find some different things that might work for you. Um, like I said, everybody reads messages differently. Everybody, there are certain things that work for people and things that might not work for people. So, you know, this is a journey. Trial and error sometimes. Um, be open to give things a try and let me know if something works great. Let me know if you're struggling, I'd be happy to help. Um, go ahead and give me a follow on Instagram. My, um, my handle is Casey, K-A-C-I-E, Soul Sparkle. And on Facebook, I'm Soul Sparkle Healing. Um, I'd love to connect with you and um, love to hear your thoughts on the podcast and the chakra series, how it's going. Um, if you have any questions, if you want to set up some energy work, I am actually running a special now through the end of the year. Um, distance sessions are on sale for $40. So um, you can connect with me and DM me on either one of those platforms or you can grab my email off um, the show information. Um, You can do that too. And I'd love to schedule some energy work. We can dive into your third eye if you'd like. So um, I hope this was helpful. I hope you had a great weekend and I hope you bring some good energy for this next week. And I'm sending so much love to all of you. Thanks for being here.